Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, this is John Dorsey. How you doing, buddy boy? Don't be scared. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Monday edition of the show here to recap the weekend that was in pro football, college football, and um, definitely not talk about the Monday night football matchup tonight between the Bills and Patriots. We will not be discussing that today here on the show. Kyle, welcome. Let's do this. That's okay. I would much, much rather spend our entire 20 to 25 minutes of podcasting today talking about how great Taysom Hill is. He's amazing, Joe. He plays special teams. They gave him some carries. He's caught one pass this year for negative yardage. And then he threw a ball as compared to letting Drew Brees throw it. It's one of the greatest passers of the football of all time. And probably underthrew a wide open receiver by about 10 yards. But God, he's a lot of fun. It's just fun. He's a lot of fun. That Taysom Hill, by golly. So I'm I'm with you. I'm not a I'm not a fan of Taysom Hill's usage in the Saints offense. He can track down kicks and return all he wants, but you know it, it is funky to me to take the ball out of Drew Brees's hands and Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. God, it's it's so much fun though. It's fun to watch. <laughs> that's the that's the buzzy tweet, right? So here's here's the one thing, right? If I was going to be in defense of Taysom Hill and his usage in this Saints offense, I would probably say something along the lines of Drew Brees and what the Saints do is difficult to defend as is, and it's another layer that you make people prepare for. Do you subscribe to that as a as a real thing, or are we just wasting our time? Going no, on. because because if you put this base person at home, my my producer is going to pull up the Saints depth chart here. Okay. And I want to take some inventory in what the Saints have offensively. Obviously, they lost uh, Teddy Ginn's done for the year, right? He just went in on, went on IR. Um, Michael Thomas, Cameron Meredith, Traquan Smith, Benjamin Watson, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. That's your predominant weapons in this offense. Mm-hmm. It's hard enough. Drew Brees is completing almost 80% of his passes this year. What? You, you've got Kamara and Ingram in the backfield. You don't need your special teams gunner, third string quarterback, being manufactured touches. They're hard enough to stop as is. Drew Brees can drop back to pass, and four out of five times he's going to complete the pass to someone. Michael Thomas is a cheat code. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna draw it up and let Taysom Hill do the Tim Tebow play action pass and throw a forty yard bomb. I don't disagree with you. Just the most compelling counterpoint you can make is that it's something that the defenses have to spend time preparing for. And if that takes away from your 
100% focus on stopping Drew Brees, and, which is already difficult enough. That is the the best counterpoint, but I, I wouldn't do it. It, would, it wouldn't be for me. Yeah. The Lamar Jackson stuff that the Ravens do, that wouldn't be for me. Not, not in the NFL, no. Listen, the only time in preparation that's going into the Taysom Hill package is me getting ready to bitch about it on today's show. Yeah, well, uh, between your Twitter rants Sunday night and this, I, I think – I think everyone knows where you stand on the taste of hill. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Let's move on. Let's let's talk about something else. Uh, I got something here, Kyle. Okay. Um, so check this out. I, I know that you love a good receipt cash in. Uh, yes, I do. October twenty second. Uh, Willie Taggart. He told head coach of the Florida State Seminoles, Willie Taggart. He said that it's not difficult to prepare for Clemson's front four. Because FSU's O-line goes up against one of the best defensive lines in college football every single day in practice. Well, well, (laughs) Clemson played Florida State on Saturday at noon Eastern time. And the Seminoles had 35 rushes, Kyle, for negative 21 yards. Uh, Christian Wilkins, the Clemson defensive tackle, outrushed the entire Florida State. Oh, dear. Off the offensive attack, he had one carry for one yard, and Florida State had 35 for negative 21. They gave up five sacks, and DeAndre Francois was addition, was uh, hurried. Oh God! Well, they're only crediting him probably one more every time. other time. There was four. Clemson had 14 tackles for loss. Can you run that, that the Florida State rushing numbers by me again? 35 attempts <laughs> for negative, negative 21 yards. <laughs> But but it is a good thing that Florida State's <laughs> offensive line, it's not difficult to prepare for. It's not. No, it's not yeah. difficult. And, you know, here's the thing. It's been it's been interesting because we've had a lot of discussions about this Clemson defensive line and whether it's, you know, they've got four top ten players and all that stuff. I don't want to talk about that right now. They've got four good starting players, and maybe you can give me another team. Maybe Alabama has four better starters. But when you go to the depth of this unit, this thing is literally – 10 deep Kyle it's not just Austin Bryant Christian Wilkins Cleveland Farrell and Dexter Lawrence who's this the underclassman th- that they have it's no they have Xavier Thomas they've That's, got he's the one Justin he's a monster Fo- yeah he's he's gonna be first round guy Xavier Thomas uh Justin Foster Albert Huggins Xavier Kelly Chris Register Logan Rudolph all of these guys they, they're 10 deep Kyle they're 10 deep so maybe they don't have the best four they have one of the best two or three four but when you go down the line with this unit, it is relentless, and it is more than any one offensive line can handle. I have a couple thoughts here, and it spans across both college and pro football. All right. Um, as it relates to Florida State's offensive line and their ability to be prepared to face Clemson, uh, you would think if they were facing such a talented defensive line every single day, they wouldn't be – a steaming pile of dog poop as a unit, which they are. So Willie Taggart's thesis has been debunked in a span of two seconds. But Joe, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about offensive line units in general, and I'm I'm thinking back to Chicago, the Chicago Bears losing Kyle Long um, yesterday on Sunday. It was carted off the field, right? Kyle Long's had several injuries over the course of the last couple years, I believe. Um, He's had four 
four surgeries over the last two years, at least, uh, regarding injuries playing football. And both of our teams, Joe, have also gone through the ringer with offensive linemen. So I have a question for you. What do you think the minimum number of starting caliber offensive linemen you need to have on your roster as an NFL team? Because it's not five. No, it's not five, but most teams don't have five, right? right? So this is this is an interesting proposition because I think it comes down to like we have an imbalance overall. And especially when you think about the last couple of draft classes where the the quality of the defensive lineman is far outpacing offensive line, and it's gonna happen this year epically. I mean, you're gonna have you're gonna have uh top fifty grades. 15, maybe 20 defensive linemen and maybe three or four or five offensive linemen. Right. We got a problem, man. We, we got a real problem. And there's there's technique issues with a lot of these offensive linemen coming out of college, but just the quality of individuals that exist playing defensive line compared to offensive line is very different. And we have a huge, 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 imbalance and I, and I don't think this is a problem that's going away anytime soon who started that bc defensive end do you remember brian mihalik oh played Mihalik. Defensive yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah so was, he, yeah. he 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 got drafted by the eagles i think in like the seventh mm-hmm. round out of boston college he just started for somebody like yesterday at, at right tackle <laughs> he well he got some some run as, as starting with the eagles for a little while too at, at offensive line. tackle really yeah. 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 Uh, did he start for the Giants? No, he didn't. He started for the Giants yesterday. I, I didn't know who he started for yesterday, but I know that he started games in the past, and I, I'm just about positive it was for the Eagles. So, because I think you need to have – if you're going to say that you have a set offensive line group, you have a good offensive line unit top to bottom – you need at least seven starting offensive linemen. Now, maybe not all of them are players that you want to be relying on for a full 16-game slate, but I look at teams that have been ravaged by injuries already, and the injuries seem like they're really prevalent right now along the offensive line. And some of these teams have gotten wrecked with injuries along the offensive line. And... uh it was just an observation of mine with Kyle Long going down. And, and obviously we hope to, to see Kyle Long back again soon because he's an excellent football player and a cool dude too, if you follow him on Twitter. Um, but it, it's it's a problem that I don't know how you fix because, Joe, as you said, there is this very prominent imbalance between offensive line talent and defensive line talent. And But um, maybe you see, heck, maybe – Every single guy that plays Australian rules football is like the guy the Eagles picked in the seventh round this year, and that's our new pipeline. Who knows? <laughs> I sure hope so him. because that guy's a monster. Uh, Stan corrected. Brian Mil- Mihalik, he started a couple games for the Lions in 2017. Uh, uh, and then you're right. He plays for the Giants now. I was confusing him with the uh, – the. I thought there was an Eagles player that they got from Oregon that was like a five-tech that – converted to offensive line whose name just is escaping me right now mm. and i cannot I, I i don't think i can come up with his name i don't think our producers are gonna be able to pull that yeah. up on the spot no nope. 
That's okay, right. though. We got some other stuff to talk about on the show. Yes. Joe, you want to talk some college football? Let's keep doing it, man. Yeah. You've got some takes. I do. Do you want me to keep going here? Because I Give I just, me another one. Give me another right. one. Talk about Georgia, man. This big game. Uh, Georgia, Florida, 36-17. Big difference in quarterback play, obviously, was a story, in my opinion, from just outshine Franks in the critical moments, which is not much of a surprise. But credit to Fromm after a down game against LSU and a lot of criticism throughout the the course of of time between games, he really rose to the occasion and played really sound situational football. But what's interesting to me about Georgia is we've we've talked about them in terms of their talent. I mean, this is a top five talent team in the nation, but uh, I, I really think they've got to get more multifaceted on offense because this group of pass catchers that they have both at wide receiver and tight end is unbelievable. It is littered with NFL caliber players. Isaac Nauta and uh, Charlie Werner, their tight ends, both of those guys can play. Uh, Nauta, he took over that game, uh, took over the game right before the half, got points on the board for Georgia there. And, and he's a five-star guy who's got crazy athleticism, but he he's really criminally underused. But we saw him rip off five receptions for 73 yards against Florida, but it's these receivers. Kyle Riley, Ridley, he might be one of the most talented wide receiver prospects in this rising class. Ridiculous route running ability and ball skills, but he just doesn't get targeted very often. They've got Jeremiah Holloman. We saw how clutch he can be on third downs and in the red zone. They've got Miko Hardman, who's like the fastest dude in college football. They got Terry Godwin. I mean, this is a, a, a four-deep wide receiving core with NFL players, a two-deep tight end core with NFL players. Obviously, we know about Swift and Holyfield in the backfield, but I think this team, if they want to be able to, to win out, which they have to do now, right? They have to win out. They have to beat Alabama in the SEC championship to have any prayers at getting to the college football playoffs. It's, it's going to be because they become more multidimensional on offense and they have the people to get it done. I, I'd like to see this team become a little bit more balanced in terms of their run-pass uh, ratios. Joe, my immediate reaction to talking about Georgia, Florida, is wanting to know where Florida is in your top 25. <laughs> do, do you want to know, Kyle? Yes, um, because if they're below like 18 – I'm going to give you so much shit for lack of better terms. Okay. Well, if you uh, literally can count to five here. One Mississippi, will... two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi. All right. My top 25 <laughs> is now loaded. And I have the Florida Gators at number 13. 13. What? Yeah. 13. Yes. You Why? have them 21. The rest of our staff has them 12th. Between 10 and 12. I have them 13. 10 and 12. 10 and 12. The whole staff. You're the the one that's different. I work with a group of buffoons. How about this? How about this? And can we throw Trevor under the bus like we did did last week? I mean, we Uh, might as well. Yeah. We might as well. And this is going to cause problems. Okay. Why don't you declare to the people who your top four are? I have them right here if you you don't. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Michigan. LSU is five. Georgia, six. Okay, okay, okay. Stop right there. So everybody on the staff had a combination of Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, LSU, one through four, except for you. You had Michigan in there. Except, uh, you're the only one that had Michigan in the top four. Okay, well, Trevor, I mean. Trevor, wait, wait. I, yeah, this is what go I got to get to. Go I, ahead, go I, ahead. I can live with. I, if you said any combination of Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, LSU, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Michigan, I can, I can live with it. I literally could, right, at this okay. point in the game. okay. 
Trevor has Michigan at 14. What? 14. 14. Trevor must not have watched one snap of Michigan play this year. He may not have, but he Sick has enough 14. <laughs> 14. Their only loss was to number three Notre Dame. Been beat over the head too many times with a vacuum extension. Okay, what can we talk about? <laughs> Jeez, Louise, you just ruined my night. Yeah. Oh, that was my goal. That was my goal here. Uh, I, I'm thankful you didn't bring up Washington's loss, though. Well, thank you for bringing that. Game's up, over. Actually, Game is over. So I, yeah, what was it? I needed them to lose two more needed, games. Yeah, they needed to to not finish ten and two at the end of the regular season. They and have three then they, three losses now. They got that done in two weeks. So thank you, thank you, Washington. Well, That's a W. They for got me. it done in three weeks. Uh, it's the or- yeah. Oregon game, Colorado, it's and done. then and Cal. It's done. It's done. It you is done. But you know what's not? I was gonna say you know what's not done. Trubisky watch. Four K is on. Bengals are Sammy Watkins two touchdown passes catches. How yeah, about, how many does he going? need? He needs seven. What does he got now? No, that's, he needs eight, doesn't he? I don't. You know what? I was talking about that with my brother today. I don't remember if it was I'm pretty seven sure eight. it was eight. I'm thinking it was seven. I, I bet you do seven. think it's seven because that's actually <laughs> might be in striking distance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, that's okay. Uh, he will proceed. Sammy will proceed to go AWOL for the next three weeks. We know how this uh, works, right? Then you should feel good about it. So I'm going to take do. what probably three out of four. Is, is there mm, some no, other bets? It's that I'm two and two. Was we only had four? We had four. That's we had four bets. Yeah. Okay, we, we recently expanded it to Washington to get us to Yeah, we added three. that. I mean, that was a uh, – I don't care. Oh, yeah. No, that was a really important one. You know, you really think about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> really staking my <laughs> reputation on that. Joe, that it actually was. reminds me. Oh, boy. I was reading through tw- – speaking of Twitter receipts. Um, was reading through old tweets looking for something on a certain player, and I came across a tweet that I had been asked like in March – and it was, if you could stake your reputation on three players that will not be drafted in the first round of the 2018 NFL draft, who would they be? Wow. Who do you think my answers would be for that? Stake your reputation on three players that won't get drafted in the first round of 20. Oh, last year. Last year's 2018. Last year. Yeah. So were they weren't, they weren't first round picks? Uh, they weren't perceived to be first round picks. Okay. But they may have been. None of them were this, this tweet was, this tweet was on March 31st. Players that you, um, man, I'm super unprepared to answer this question on this one. One of them scored a touchdown yesterday. Oh, Anthony Miller. No early game. I watched Carolina and Baltimore. No, earlier, earlier than that. Oh, Jack, uh, Jacksonville and yeah, uh, yeah. Who scored toddies in that game? Oh, Dallas Godard. Dallas Godard. Dallas Godard and Nick Chubb were two of the three names that I mentioned. I'm off to what a good the start other? there. I what was like. the other one? Austin Corbett. He's off to a weird start. Yeah, like, I think they they, they yeah. tried to put put him in a square peg in a round hole there. Yeah, offensive line. I think people mm-hmm. underestimate the acclimation. From the college level it's to steep. the NFL. Yeah, it's steep. It really is. I mean, uh, look at the two Michigan or Notre Dame guys, McGlinchey and Nelson. Both of them are starting and, and playing well. But are they dominating? No. It, it's There's acclimation, man. It's hard. It's I'll, hard to step in. I mean, they're starting a, in that a hard time getting rid of that image of Leonard Wilson putting oh. Quentin Nelson on his ass. That was not good, buddy. You, 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 
you could have told me I would have seen that rep and I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he literally forklifted him off the ground <laughs> and put him on his back. Don't see it, man. You don't see that often. Yeah. So, um, Joe, primetime games on Saturday. Typically, no, a lot of highly ranked teams, right? This was, in, I did find this interesting though, looking at the, um, the rankings coming into the week. Uh, one, two, three, four, five of the top eight teams were off last week. That kind of sucks, doesn't it? Well, it, it led to a big shake shakeup, both in our rankings and the national top. Oh, did, so. did we get some some weird stuff going on? Oh, we got six new teams in. And that six. six? Six out, yeah. Now, hold one. on, hold on. Yeah. Virginia's in, right? Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> now this is interesting because people, people need to know that you are you are learning this information for the first time right now yeah I, i've not seen the tdn yep. top 25 i have my own poll here yeah uh houston's in. in houston's uh, in houston is in boston college is in is in yep syracuse is in yep is utah in or were they in before utah was in before yeah uh buffalo's not in are they no, Kyle, you're the only one that's voting. Come for on, them. people. Buffalo Bulls. Show some respect for Bulls Mafia up north. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Mississippi State back in? They're back. Yeah. That's trash. Okay. But they play in the SEC, so that means we got to get them in there. Uh, yeah. Well, go ahead. Let's have Mississippi State play Fresno State and see what happens. Let's see them yeah. play. Fresno State's a good football team, dude. I know you have them sixteenth. Yeah, I, I know. See well, that's you because very highly because I had let's, like let's play the game. I had six teams in the like the bottom ten in the top twenty five lost. I had to kick them all out. These teams all have like three or four losses. Go ahead, you just don't give have me the them other one. It's U- Utah State. Utah State. Yeah, you know what? They lost to Michigan State week one. They've been on a tear ever since. Right? That's their only loss, I think. The, let's uh, let's make the, these are the teams that you voted for that did not make. This TDN. Okay, so it's uh, Buffalo, Buffalo, Auburn, Fresno State. Is that oh, it? Fresno State's in. You have them at 16. That matters a lot. That okay, good. Away. I'm just going to move up to the top 10 then and get these <laughs> bastards where they belong. You and Auburn, I, that's the weirdest thing. Uh, you had voted for Oklahoma State. You're the only one. Really? You have them at 19. Nobody else had them ranked. Well, yeah. man, you beat, you beat number, where'd I have them? Number six, Texas. And you've <laughs> only got two, I thought they only got two losses, right? Yeah. Let's throw some other people under the bus. Uh, John Ledger has Northwestern at 23. He's the only one that Northwestern's that weird, dude. Dude, there's three teams in the Big Ten right now with one loss or less. It's Michigan, Ohio State, and effing Northwestern. <laughs> Northwestern. They're ranked. I don't understand. This team lost to Akron. <laughs> this, team beat, this team beat Rutgers by three points. I don't understand. This this team is a weed. It's like you, you're like, oh, yeah, it's it's gone this time. I got the whole thing. And then every single year it comes back. And Clayton Thorson just missed me with all the Clayton Thorson hype in the world. I'm out. This was, this was the game I watched early because I was on Big Ten duties. I watched Wisconsin <laughs> versus Northwestern. Bless me. And um, Thornton's missing – Everything outside. He threw a couple nice balls in between the hashes. He looked like uh, he had a, a scrambling touchdown, Joe. And have you ever seen the dogs 
these people with their dogs that when they the snow comes, they put like the booties on their dogs' paws so yeah. they can walk out in the snows and their pads don't get cold. And then yeah. the dogs are like walking and like flopping their their feet around trying to kick the booties yeah. off. That's what yeah. Clayton Thorson looks like when he runs. <laughs> and just based on that principle alone, I can't support him as a draft prospect. Other anomalies. Wisconsin uh Ben Solak, Wisconsin at 23. Get him out. Person that had him ranked. Get him out. Ben 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 Solak, uh Stanford at 22, the only Get him out. them them ranked. Uh you had your Oklahoma State thing. Uh, how about this one? Uh, John Ledger has two weird. Uh, no, he's he has Washington twenty two. Brad has him twenty four. John Ledger, the only person that has Texas Tech ranked, and he has him at eighteen. You know what? I don't hate it. Ben has Oregon at sixteen. Oregon at sixteen. Nobody, nobody else has him. Get him out. Yep. So there you go. Those are the crazy ones for this week. Oregon has three losses. Lost their last two games by a combined. Uh, forty-three points. I have one more. I have get one him more out. Bring. Is it you? Is it you? Are you going to no. throw yourself under the bus here, or just everybody else? No. Uh, uh. No, I'm going to throw everyone else under the bus. Uh, everybody had Virginia ranked. You had them the lowest, twenty-five. Twenty-five. I snuck them in there. No. Yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, I, I think you can make a case for them anywhere between twenty and twenty-five. But John Ledger, seventeen. 17. Trevor, eighteen. Ben Solak, eighteen. It, al- it almost makes up for having Florida still ranked in the top 12. Almost. Every Everybody has Florida in the top 12. But Florida's bad. No, they're not they're, bad. They're a bad team. No. You're just you, watched Fel- you watched Felipe Franks play quarterback. I get it. Do you have a team with Jarrett Stidham ranked as a quarterback? I have okay. him rated 24th. I don't have him in the top 12. Yeah, well, that because they have a really good defense. Okay. What does Auburn have? Any what do they have? What is anything good on Auburn? They've got a good defensive line. Derek Brown's a stud in the inside. Well, they got a couple guys. Okay, couple well guys there you go. Good. I just answered your question, Jackass. Well, Florida has other good things. They have also have a good defensive line. Have good linebackers, have good receivers, good running backs. Okay offensive line. How'd Voshan do in that game? Wow, oh, he was great. Yeah. Very he, active. Very he's, active. He's yeah. he's a fun football player. Vo, yeah. What's his last name? Voshan Joseph. Joseph. Voshan yeah. Joseph, number 11 for the Florida Gators. It was a little undersized, but he caught my eye in the LSU game. And um, they've beat had a LSU. big. Wow. Florida yeah. beat LSU. You're, you're number five team in the nation. Yeah, congrats. Suck. Man, wow. Sure. Listen. Nothing triggers you like a good top 25 discussion, man. I, I, this is your thing. LSU lost by a one-score game on the road in a game in which they had the ball down one with just several minutes left and had the potential to go win the football game. If they would have got boat raced by, by Florida, you'd have a leg to stand on. But a road loss in Ben Hill. Yes, I know how football games work. Thank you very much. Do you have any final thoughts before I send people away and off to, off uh, about their money? I feel like you're mad. I feel like you've called in the last few minutes. You've called me a jackass, and you're very upset. And I, I, I'm I'm ha- I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. We got another show tomorrow. We'll try. We got takes on takes. Yeah, we'll we got okay. takes on takes. Um, yeah. Actually, I have a good. I want to propose this idea to you for Scout versus Scout Wednesday. Are you going to do it right here live? I'm going to do it okay. live on the air. Okay. And see if and it I will say if it sucks. I, I, oh, no, yeah, I'm hoping this doesn't go over like a fart in church, but we'll okay. find out. 
Um, How do you feel about, because you and I are favorite teams. Their seasons are over, right? Wow. There's no, (laughs) there's no coming back (laughs) from the brink. So I think you and I need to try and pick not for ourselves, but for the other person present an argument for why X team is the team you should bandwagon for the rest of the year. In the NFL? In the NFL. Ba- what's the criteria? I'm fine so with that. I'm, tra- I'm trying to look at all the teams that are going to be competitive in the second half of the season and pick one and form an argument as to why I think that team is the best team for you to root for. Okay, so this is personal. Yes, yeah, so you're forming mm-hmm. your argument based on what you think I would enjoy or appreciate. And all I right. have to base mine off of what you would appreciate. If you give me the Patriots, we're breaking up. I would as, never. Uh, okay. I would right. never. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and cross them off the list. <laughs> all right. Okay. I'm excited. It's it. Right, all right. It's cool. There, I was a right choice. So don't, I was don't mess me up here. Oh, so you already have your mind made up. For, for who I want. For yeah. who you but, want to root for. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'll see if I can get some nuggets from you throughout the course of the week. All right. Looking forward to it. Wednesday. Wednesday. Lock it in. Hey, it's a good excuse for you guys to hit the subscribe button and come back the next two days. If you have takes for takes on takes, if you're a new listener of the show, takes on takes is when you tweet us at the Joe Marino and at grinding the tape, your hot takes, and we read them on the show and analyze your hot takes. It's one of our favorite weekly segments. We have a lot of fun with it. We get a lot of reader and listener participation. So make sure you get those over to us. Hit subscribe on the podcast and come back for Takes on Takes tomorrow. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks so much for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. We'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.